Hey, I'm Amber. And I'm Becca. And this is Forward Farming. What is she doing? She's parkouring all over the place. <laughs> Parkour. Okay. Fast as fuck, boy. <laughs> I feel like this should just all be played at the beginning and people will be like, what the heck? What is wrong with them? Oh, all right. <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome back to Forward Farming. That was loud. (laughs) We are back. Amber is, oh no, she's getting water. I'm getting water. I thought you were watching your parkour cat. (laughs) Yeah, sorry in advance. I uh, moved into a new location and it happens to be Winnie's home office. (laughs) It's where her litter box is and she likes to hang out in here and she's very interested in my microphone and all of the little goodies that I moved into here so if you hear noise it's it's me it's Winnie so in, enjoy that it's, it's not, not me for be, once guys let's just Sophia tonight it's gonna be Winnie I hope that they're outside with Joey right now so we should be good <laughs> fingers crossed we're gonna try to crank this one out um, before the children interrupt and by children I mean my kids. or before steak is done in the smoker mm-hmm. either way right either way um so yeah we haven't talked in like I mean we've talked but not like sat down to do a podcast in a hot minute right it kind of all filed out of control after our last episode and I couldn't figure out how to get that uploaded or edited and uh I just needed a break after that I was just all sorts of flustered so now we're back and hopefully a little bit more functional Probably not. Um, <laughs> That's never the case. <laughs> Let's not uh, get some high expectations here. We almost didn't have an episode for this week because I was super busy this week then. And I, yeah. I the last thing I wanted to do, no offense, was <laughs> sit down and do a podcast. But oh, we had a very productive day today. And even then when you texted me like, are we still on tonight? And I, I almost was like, uh, but I was like, no, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I was very surprised so, when you texted me. You're like, oh, I feel bad that we're not going to have one for two weeks in a row. Let's do it. I'm like, really? I know. Because sure? I, <laughs> I just feel like later this summer, we'll probably be missing more episodes. And true. Yeah. So I didn't want to didn't want to let the, you know thousands of fans that we have down (laughs) oh so we're doing this out of our love for you guys so that should go to show how much Mm -hmm. you guys so uh uh, (laughs) so tonight you had kind of an interesting topic idea that I hadn't really thought of talking about but sounds like you got a little triggered (laughs) by some comments Hashtag triggered. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, we've been talking like we wanted to do misconceptions of our industries and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I guess I don't know all the misconceptions of the cranberry industry. Um, dairy, obviously, would be more than just a one episode show because <laughs> there's a lot of them out there. But um, I, I did have a comment. We'll go into it a little bit af- later after our highs and lows um, about veal calves and 
I guess I just kind of wanted to like touch base on that. Um, it's one of the bigger misconceptions in in the dairy industry that that all male dairy calves are either killed at birth or raised for veal, which is simply not the truth. So that's what we're going to chat about today. And I'm going to ask lots of dumb questions because I'm very uneducated in this and I hope Becca has. I I hope (laughs) I have a semi-smart answer for you. I'm by no means uh, an expert at it, um, but I know the basics. And um, so, yeah, I guess I just want to share what I know because Mm -hmm. even though I just know the basics, I know enough that it's not what everyone probably thinks. Right. So before we get into that, do you want to do you want to start off with the lows? Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want to go first? <laughs> I've had two weeks to think about this, but you know, man. Um, sure. So I guess my low has been kind of like a month long low. I don't know. I've been feeling like a lot of really big negative emotions lately, which I'm, I'm just assuming it's pregnancy because I have no other reason to be just, I don't want to say depressed, but like kind of, kind of, um, yeah. so just trying to, trying to navigate that because I feel like a lot of people are focused more on like postpartum side of things and not necessarily during the pregnancy, which is really weird. And it it makes you feel even worse that you're feeling those kind of things. So to try to get out of that slump and it's not even like work related, it's just in general, just feeling like mopey and sad all the time. And not like an emotional sad, but just like, not like, a, oh, look at that cute little animal. And I'm just going to start crying. Just like a legitimate uh, negative feeling constantly. So um, trying different things to help with that. Um, trying to get outside a little bit more. Try to I'm trying to work out a little bit more. Nothing like too crazy, but just moving around. So I'm not sitting around all the time thinking about it just things like that so that's been my low for a little while and that's kind of why that was kind of the reason why we took last week off I just was not I was just not feeling it last week and I didn't want to try to be I don't I just didn't feel like putting on a face last week so I was just like meh I was gonna take a step back and chill for a second that's kind of the beauty of like the podcast and social media in general, like when you need to take that break, mm-hmm. you can do it. Mm-hmm. You know, no one's holding a gun to your head to, to record a podcast or to yeah. post something like, no obviously if you got like, this. yeah, <laughs> I mean, if someone wants to pay us, that'd be, that'd be cool. <laughs> but no, like, it's just, yeah. It, and it's nice that you, you realize that and you're able to to do it because Mm -hmm. I know like for me a lot of the times I I'm getting better at it but like if I don't want to show up or do something I I feel bad and then I do it anyways and then I'm just like me you know but like tonight's episode (laughs) (laughs) it's not that I didn't want to do it I'm just (laughs) I'm just I'm I'm tired we've had a busy day but you have yeah it's just one of those things like it's good that you can you can uh I can't think of the word I'm thinking of. You know, realize that you, yeah, yeah, and that you realize that you need a break and you're able to take it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't know. My low, 
it's just been a really busy week a long busy week but it hasn't been like bad in it like I don't want to say it was a low um my other calf feeder bless her heart she's going to be working obviously very hard when I am gone um so she went to Colorado to visit her family um and so she was gone last week so I just I took all of her shifts and I had help for all the shifts um but I'm just I don't know maybe, like I'm just not used to it especially being on my feet all day and then we had mm-hmm. um it wasn't just like the calves obviously we we were vaccinated a bunch of cattle we we just did a lot last week in general so it was just a lot of busy days um but my gosh the kids were great like came out with me to feed calves uh, almost every night and they're like at the age where they can kind of entertain themselves and they also can help out a little bit more like they're collecting bottles for me and stuff so it was yeah it was it was fun like I didn't dread bringing them which sounds terrible but like when they're younger I dreaded bringing them because it's so much extra work and then it's taking forever so between them and like having the help we got through the week I'm just I'm exhausted but Mm -hmm. it's one of those things I'll just catch up on when I catch up on (laughs) oh is the rest of your week kind of back to normal at least uh back to normal work-wise yeah we have a a little bit slower week which will be nice um I think everything just kind of piled up on top of each Mm -hmm. other um like today we today I actually I was I left work at like 9 a.m but I got I fed calves and I left um which nice yes but we've been working cattle at our house all day (laughs) but I'm really glad to get it done with we got a bunch of calves castrated everyone's vaccinated now we got more out on pasture so it was a kind of a chilly day Mm -hmm. like it wasn't yeah it wasn't very nice out when the sun was out it wasn't bad but I'm really glad we got all that done today because it's been one of those things where we're like we need to do it we need to do it Joey had off today so finally we did it and then not to get like gross on here we um (laughs) we don't have any boundaries it's fine it's story time okay so um when we castrate our bulls I cut I cut them all I don't band anything um so you can okay so when you band them you can um essentially put like a band around the testicles and then it'll cut off blood supply or whatever they'll eventually fall off um we've always cut them at the dairy just because then you know you got both of them you know it's done so (laughs) Amber's giving me faces (laughs) I know nothing about this so I'm just like so do you Um, just find them like on the ground and you're like oh sorry little guy when you band them yeah like do you just find them randomly like dropped across the barn I don't know like we don't do it but I would assume yeah like they eventually just fall off yeah um I mean yeah so delicious I I get it but it's just yeah so we cut all of ours (laughs) um but anyways we were we were cutting one and I I got the first one I could feel it, but when I was pulling on it, like something wasn't right. I could just tell right off the bat. So, <laughs> so I get it out a little bit farther. And at this point I stop because I'm like, okay, this is no longer a testicle. Like, I don't know what this is. And we were trying to figure out what to do because we actually, we had the vet coming down to take off a couple horns anyways, but I didn't know what time she was coming. She's like, yeah, I'll call you when I'm on my way. So we're trying to figure out what to do. I'm like, well, I'm not pulling it anymore. I'm not cutting it because I don't know what it is. And I was like, do we put like a bag around it and like zip tie it so it doesn't get dirty? Like, I just, I didn't know what to do. 
literally the vet calls gosh I was so excited and she's like hey I'm like five minutes away is that is that too soon for you I was like no <laughs> this is perfect you need to come here because something weird is happening <laughs> um so anyways this poor dude he had a hernia and so what oh. like the his intestines essentially had um why can't I think of words tonight um like adhered to the testicles So like when I was pulling the testicle out, some of the intestines started coming and it wasn't like a lot of them. This is going to sound worse than it probably was. But anyway, so she's like, I've only seen this like one other time. Um, And I was like, okay, well, I mean, like, what do we do? Because if you can't get the testicles out, then you really don't want to keep them for beef because it's going to taint the meat. And um, she was thinking at first, like the one testicle was up in its stomach yet she's like I, I she couldn't feel it so she removed the one testicle and then finally she, she actually found the other one so she removed that one as well and then she um kind of put the intestines back and stitched them back up <laughs> and uh so yeah long story short little man has a long road uh, ahead of him she's not really sure what his survival rate is gonna be but um right now he's healthy and so we've got him on penicillin to prevent any infection from this this poor thing that happened to him, but yeah. So you you gave him like an appendectomy while castrating him. You just cut out his appendix and. No, no, no. Just the, just the (laughs) testicles came out (laughs) and then everything else got sewed back up. Okay. So Hmm. say a little prayer for our little taco. Sophia named him taco. Oh yeah. But anyways, uh, that was my exciting thing. And I was just like, like, I mean, what are the chances? Normally, we don't cut when a vet is coming. The vet rarely comes to our house anyways. And so for all that to happen was just, it was wonderful is what it was because I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> well, I mean, good. Yeah. I. That's all I have to say. Poor taco. The rest of the day went very smoothly, though. Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways. Do you get a high for the week <laughs> to change the subject here? Um, yeah, I have uh, nematodes now that I, I started, saw that I started propagating. So I'm growing nematodes as a form of pest control. Uh, so we've been learning about this kind of for the past couple of years. They've been doing research and studies on it, and they did kind of a field study last year, and they found that it worked really well. Like it, they ate like 90% of these pests that, um, and that's a higher rate than like insecticides that we apply sometimes. So if we can do it in a more organic way, obviously we're going to try doing that. So, uh, this process of propagating nematodes is going to take me like two months to produce like billions with a B of nematodes. And I'm very nervous about this because like, I went to school for sport management. I don't know science-y things. I don't know math. Like, I don't know how to calculate like how many nematodes I have. So it's going to be a fun little experiment. I mean, like it's going to be very difficult for me me to kill them, uh, but just to make sure that we apply them correctly because they're very sensitive to light. So you can't apply them during the day. 
Um, oh. And they have to be applied with like how we apply our fertilizer through like our big tractor boom. I don't know. I'll, I'll post pictures of it later. <laughs> so they just like shoot out the boom? <laughs> yeah, basically. So do you, you put them in do water. Do you like mix it with water? Yeah. Oh, okay. But you have to have like a very low pressure for the water to come out. So you're not like making a nematode jelly, like getting them all like blasted <laughs> oh. up so they don't come out alive. Um, but once they're in their, their native species to Wisconsin, so they'll survive over winter. They'll just like bury down the soil oh so this is like a one-time thing of growing them all I don't hopefully well we're oh. not going to be able to <laughs> apply them everywhere because we have 230 acres of cranberries and it takes like over six million just to cover one acre oh wow <laughs> so you can do like for what they gave us we're able to do like six million every two days or no we can do like 20 million every two days so that gives us enough to cover like almost five acres so we can only do that like every every couple of days so we can only really target kind of like our hot spots right away and then try to do that every year I don't know it's going to be a, a pain in the ass and I hope it I hope it pays off and it's just not something so is a hope then like you with whatever beds get these nematodes you won't spray them then at all Oh, it's like it gets out of hand. Right. That's the hope, at least. That's the hope. So until I can produce enough uh, to cover like an entire bed, I can go out. Um, so you have to like test them every other day to make sure that like they're still alive and breeding and stuff. So I can take those um, from that day because you can't store them. So once you've like tested them, they're in water. You can't put them back in. So they're just kind of like stuck in limbo and they last in water for like a day and then they'll die because they're, they're soil, they're like soil bearing worms or whatever they are. So you, oh, so you have soil. to like test them and then apply and them then right go away. go right away. Yeah. Wow. So, um, but once you- Hi, Minnie. <laughs> <laughs> She's back. <laughs> so I can like put them in a watering can or something. And then if we have a hot spot that needs to be treated right away, I can just go out and- sprinkle them on but otherwise oh yeah. wow I, again, I'm excited just, to see this that's I know it. I know it was interesting super interesting process. um when we first heard about it and I was just kind of like I was telling my dad I was like we need to try this like I've got I've got free time I can <laughs> try to do this so we'll see if I can actually do it or not it'll be interesting yeah I hope it works me too oh <laughs> Winnie's excited too. <laughs> that was perfect. It was perfect. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, anyway, do you have a high for the week? <laughs> that was my high. <laughs> Winnie's perfect purr. Uh, <clears throat> oh man. Uh, la 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 la. I got to go home last last weekend uh, like yeah yeah last weekend is that what that would be called um so that was nice i've been home since probably christmas uh joey had to work unfortunately but me and the kids went home and um we got to see my grandma came down and then my aunt from georgia was up visiting her so they both came down for the day so it was nice to spend time with them 
um, and see my brother. I haven't seen him since probably Christmas too. Um, and the kids had fun. And yeah, it was just a nice little two-day getaway. Um, and then also on another note, I've been feeling a lot better because I've been taking Prilosec. Thank goodness for drugs. I'm enjoying being pregnant again for the most part. Um, <laughs> so I was just, I was so sick of not sleeping mm-hmm. and even sleeping, like sitting up was, it was no good, but I couldn't eat anything. So finally I called my nurse and I was like, can I take Prilosec like, please? Because Pepsid and Tom's are not doing anything <laughs> and she's there. So, um, yeah, that's where we're at, and that's my high. What's Good. Your high. Did you say your high already? I don't even remember. Yeah, my high was a nematodes. Oh, right. Right, right, right. <laughs> Did you uh, have heartburn with both of your kids before? Yeah, absolutely awful both times. Um, and But with them, I was able to take Zantac. Oh, that's right. But, yeah, not can't buy that anymore so did uh, it's a letdown did they come out very hairy isn't that the wives tale if you have really bad heartburn you're gonna have a hairy child yeah Sophia had a lot more hair than Joe did but they both had a lot of hair <laughs> so oh. I'm sure this child will be no different cute well I'm glad you're feeling better not cute cute that it's a hairy yeah. baby not cute that you're sick but anyway um do you have any goals? <laughs> I always have goals. It's just a matter of whether I feel like doing them or not. Um, I've I slacked on the housework these last last couple weeks. Um, I guess really just this last week. I have a lot of laundry too, uh, but now that we got those steers done, that that just makes me so happy. I want to. Um, it caught up on housework. I've got a couple like projects I need to kind of work on for Instagram that I've been really slacking on. But other than that, just, I don't know, surviving. Yeah. Trying to, trying to thrive. Yeah. My goal is just to keep my nematodes alive. I think that's going to be my goal for a little while. That is a good goal because I feel like I would probably mess that up. And I feel like they're going to stink really bad. So we're just going to like do it in the shop. Do they have uh, to be like warm to, to grow them? Um, no, they can't get below like 40 degrees and they can't get above like 85 degrees while they're in this process. So I have them in and it has to be in a dark area. So I have them in a building, um, attached to our shop that doesn't get used very often. So they're just chilling out there and growing hopefully. Good. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Hopefully it works out. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about veal. I, let's do it. I, I don't know. I told you before we started, I was like, I've never really had a good, I don't want to say relationship, a good, um, thought process behind veal, I guess. Like I've, I've just didn't know enough about it, but it just kind of always, it was never up my alley. Like, um, my mom, anytime she goes to a restaurant and she sees veal, like she's always getting it. 
And I'm always like, oh, yuck, baby cow. That's disgusting. How can you eat that? But like, I didn't, I don't know anything about it. So when I saw um, a couple of gals on Instagram, go check out a veal farm. I was like, oh, this is interesting. And now I realize it's just like a normal farm. Like it's not anything bad or anything. It's just, it is what it is. Yeah. And I mean, I think, I think the biggest problem is that a lot of people hear veal and they think of like a newborn baby calf mm-hmm. that they just like took them and then throw them in a hutch with no light. That's another one I hear a lot. Like they don't, they're, they're in this veal hut with no light um, because I don't know. It does something to the meat or something. This is, this is what the vegans say. (laughs) Um, And I'm just like, like, I don't, I guess I don't know where they get their information from. I mean, well, it's probably from their ass if you really want my opinion, but um, okay. So this all kind of stemmed a lot of times when I have calves um, in the huts, people will automatically, I shouldn't just say people, activists will automatically say people will just automatically be like oh that's a veal hut like you're raising mm-hmm. veal calves and I used to get so offended by it because I'm like how how dare you like <laughs> these are not veal animals um, and that was even before too that I really fully understood I know it's cold out oh goodness just when we thought we wouldn't have Sophia um <laughs> I um I was under the impression you know like I didn't know anything about veal either so I was not under the impression that they were raised in bad conditions but that they were just like very small calves kind of processed shortly after birth I guess that was kind of how I thought veal were um and so I just I always got offended when people would say that I was raising veal calves um and then oh sorry I'm trying to trying to multitask here when he's just burying her poop right now so <laughs> oh god <laughs> at least start... smells better at my house than at your house <laughs> I say, i'm gonna start gagging here in a minute um okay so i i learned a lot about veal um first off from dr marissa hey she doesn't have her her video on why because she's got bad internet why <laughs> Um, okay. Hi, I'm back. So I, <laughs> uh, I learned uh, a lot about veal calves from Dr. Marissa Hake. Uh, she's at CAFET on Instagram. She used to uh, be the veterinarian for a veal operation. Um, so not only did I learn a lot from her, but then also I thought it was so awesome that um, Tara from New Mexico Milkmaid and Carrie mm-hmm. from Dairy Carrie got to go out to some veal farms and actually like tour the facilities and see how they're raised and then they got to cook with veal um and so I learned a lot more from that and so now when people like like when the activists they've been like awful lately I don't or something but um when they comment on my on my post that I'm raising veal calves I, I'm not quite as offended anymore because I know how well veal calves are raised. Granted, they don't know that. Um, so that's just another problem, but they're activists, so they're not going to listen to you anyways. <laughs> um, but so this all started with this this girl. Her username was Stoned Barbie, who, I mean, she sounds like a nice lady. <laughs> right. 
she's probably full of good information um but she like commented and replied to all these people and she said this is disgusting this baby belongs with its mother not in a cage as a veal calf how can you even post this thinking it's cute and then the best part was she was like lord that's a crock of crap she's feeding you these are veal calves and i was like oh i I'm sorry. Like I didn't realize I didn't, I didn't even know what I was raising. I'm gosh, <laughs> silly me. I wish I would have known what I was doing for my own profession. Oh man. I, I just had no idea. Um, thank you so- for setting me straight. <laughs> I will change my ways. <laughs> I just, Oh, it's so irritating. So anyway, she got blocked right away, but it kind of got me thinking that, you know, a lot of people just don't know what veal calves are. Mm-hmm. I think that the problem is that we call them veal calves. So when you say calves, you think yeah. of a baby. Um, but the reality is the calves are a lot older and bigger than you would think. Like they're around 500 pounds when they're processed. Um, so that's a, that's a decent sized calf. Uh, I guess I, I don't personally know the, the age like how fast they get to that. But just thinking of the calves that we raise, they're probably around six months of age, uh, six to eight months of age, I would think, um, when they're processed. So they're, they're not coming out of the womb and be processed right away for, mm-hmm. for veal. Because uh, when they're born, they're, they're weighing usually like 80 to 100 pounds for a Holstein. So that's the biggest thing is like, I think the, the term veal calf puts a bad name to them um another thing is people always say i kind of talked about it before how they're they're raised in these little crates and you know they don't get sunlight they they're only fed milk and uh you know they just have these awful lives yeah just pump full of hormones to make them grow and be unhealthy and just like force fed so they they beef up faster and like all this other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's a couple different types of veal, um, that I have like learned, I guess you could say, um, the majority of, of veal though, is given like milk and grain Mm -hmm. and then, um, fed until around that 500, um, pound mark. And then there is also something called Bob veal, which this is uh, more of a smaller calf. Um, it's about 15% of veal calves. They're marketed up to three weeks of age um, or around like 150 pounds. So those are bob calves. That's what they say that they're called. Hmm. Um, and I'm guessing that's more of like the, oh gosh, now there's crying. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so I think that's just, you know, it's just another delicacy if you want to call it that, you know, on the beef side of things, we've got grain fed, we've got grass fed, we've got all these different other types of labels and stuff. So I think with veal calves, there's just a different, you know, a couple different ways to raise them. And that's fine. You know, people can make their own choices. Um, another thing that with the back to the housing and stuff, just seeing the, the pictures that, um, Tara and Carrie and even Marissa used to have I mean these calves are raised just like any other calf would be raised they're either raised in a well-ventilated barn or they're raised in huts like we use for our our dairy cattle Um, and 
they're given proper nutrition. They've got veterinarians that work on them all the time. They've got a nutritionist, like they're getting amazing care in their life. And it's not like they're just being like locked away until they get big enough to, to slaughter. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, that's another frustrating thing too, is that they just have such a bad rap. Like I would, I mean, you think dairy farmers have a bad, I feel like veal farmers probably have yeah. the worst. <laughs> and maybe that's why you don't see it as often, just because it does just have such a negative connotation when you think about it. Like maybe people just don't want to share that because I mean, I can't, Im- I can't even imagine the hate that they would get, even if, you know, they showed how careful they are and how much they love and, and respect what they do. Like it's always going to have kind of this Hansel and Gretel uh mm-hmm. visual with it like like they're just the wicked witch that's just pumping these calves full of fat and just nonsense when in reality they are probably more loved than your your pet probably like they receive more care and attention than um most people think so I think it's I think it was that was the first I had ever learned about veal was from um those stories last week and it was very eye-opening and it changed my opinion anyway but I think it just needs to be a topic that's talked about a little bit more yeah definitely and um I was trying to find earlier the percentage of dairy calves that are actually veal or that like actually go to veal and I honestly couldn't um so if anyone knows that and wants to tell us go for it I not going to say I looked that hard, but I did look like 10 minutes before we recorded the podcast (laughs) to try and find that statistic for you. (laughs) I mean, that's pretty hard for a normal podcast for us. (laughs) Yeah. I thought really hard on this guys. Um, But so May is beef month. And, um, I do have another figure that kind of, I, I wouldn't say the rest of the number goes into veal calves, but 18 to 24% of um beef on the market is coming from dairy cattle hmm. um so 15 to 18 percent of that is coming from like dairy steers which is like what i raise um we raise dairy steers at our our dairy farm um we actually we raise them until about 500 pounds and then we sell them to a local farmer who raises them until market weight um so you know a dairy calf is just because it's a bull calf on a dairy farm does not mean that it's going directly to veal, which I think is what a lot of people think. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them are going to the beef market. They, when you feed them right, they've got great meat. Um, actually about 30% of prime grade beef comes from Holstein steers. So that's wow. pretty cool that, you know, they're pretty competitive with other beef breeds. Um, I'd like to think that the Brown Swiss <laughs> would be even higher than that because they've got, <laughs> they do. <laughs> have great marbling um they're not quite as lean as the Holstein steers so they they have great meat too but um most of the the dairy steers in the country are Holstein just because Holsteins account for so many of dairy herds overall or whatever um so yeah I think it's it's just important for people to to realize that one just because it's a veal calf does not mean it's like slaughtered or whatever you want to call it at birth um they're getting a great life they're being properly taken care of and they're probably taking care of themselves better than you are 
Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, just because a, a bull calf is born on a dairy farm doesn't mean it's gonna go into the veal industry. But I, I'm glad that I kind of changed my mindset on it because uh, I almost felt bad then that I, you know, just me thinking like, how dare you call my calves veal calves? That's obviously not, ooh, that's not giving a good name to veal calves either. So about it and opening their eyes more and hopefully more people can just understand what veal is and that it's just another great agriculture product that we can support. Right. I agree. Good job on your research. Good talk. The worst part was when I was thinking of talking about this, I had plans to like write down notes, you know, just sound like I knew what I was talking about. And then guys, you, gosh, you know me better. Um, You know me better than that. I I didn't do that, but. You came with the facts. Yeah. And I, I hate, I don't like talking about things that I'm not like super, uh, uh god words are so hard that I like know a lot about because I don't like sounding like an idiot like I do right now so I just (laughs) wanted to keep it simple and share what I know about veal and yeah I know that Tara and uh, Carrie will both have blog posts coming on their trip to the veal um farm so I'll Mm -hmm. just share those and learn even more about it but yeah yeah we can share those blog posts on um, the forward farming page when they come out um, give you guys updates if you want to check out that a little bit more otherwise I think Tara saved her veal stories on her feed in a highlight reel so if you want to go check that out she's over at New Mexico Milkmaid on Instagram and it's it's very educational if you want to see the whole process it's pretty cool yeah, and she had um, some great pictures of like their housing conditions and stuff. And obviously, these are only just a couple of the farms they went to. There's a lot of other veal farms around, but you know, everyone's going to raise them a little bit differently. But I think it's just important to remember that they're not sitting in a cage locked away. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so, I think um, for our next episode, did you want to talk about? Uh, maybe some dairy misconceptions. Sure. You're going to make me think again, aren't you? Yeah. You're pretty good at it. So we'll put <laughs> up, <laughs> maybe we'll put up a question box for you guys. If you would be willing to send in some of your thoughts or maybe even assumptions would be a better word um, about the dairy industry. And then Becca can kind of debunk them um, and answer some of your questions that you might not know, like, um, because like I, I know nothing about the dairy industry, <laughs> really. I mean, I still think they're brands of cows. I don't. I still don't know what they're <laughs> called. But, <laughs> but I'm excited to hear all about that. So, um, head on over to our Instagram page at Forward Farming Podcast, and keep an eye out for our stories. And if you would be willing to participate in, in our questions and stuff, that'd be super helpful. Um. Otherwise, if you want to follow Becca and her journey, <laughs> that sounds very, you have <laughs> very motivational. Kind of go over and follow Becca. Her Instagram handle is at Farming with the Hillbies, and I'm over at Cranberry Chats. You can also find us on Facebook, 
uh, Forward Farming Podcast. And if you wouldn't mind leaving us a rating and review on Apple iTunes, whatever it's called, Apple Podcasts. <laughs> and uh, we're close enough. close enough. We always appreciate that. It really helps our ratings. And am I missing anything? I don't know. Do you want me to read one though? We got one. Oh, do we? Yes. We always love reading your yeah. reviews. Okay. All right. Awesome. So this one is, uh, it's titled real as it gets. Oh, I, these girls, I love their Instagram and I love this podcast. I feel like we're sitting in a Starbucks being loud and happy in our car hurts and having farm girl time and breaking all the social rules of a coffee shop. When I listen, they bring the real life. They educate me. They make me laugh and want to hang out. Keep up the good work, ladies. Oh, that's a huge compliment. That's sweet. That's super cute. Thank thank you you. for that. (laughs) That would be me in a coffee shop. They'd probably kick us out, but right. it's fine. We don't fit into the uh, coffee shop norm. Also, just a shameless plug for myself. Um, when this episode comes out, hopefully tomorrow, hopefully tomorrow. Tuesday, <laughs> um, I'm actually taking over um, the Wisconsin Beef Council Instagram page for the day. Woo! So if you're listening to this, go check them out. Uh, May is beef month, so they're going to have I'm taking over tomorrow and then they're going to have some other great takeovers this whole month. So make sure you go check them out. I think, um, hold on. Gosh, I'm so unprepared. I was going <laughs> to, oh my God. Oh, now Becca's dying. <clears throat> yep. Okay. Their uh, Instagram handle is at WI beef tips. So go check them out. Perfect. Well, good luck. Hopefully that goes yeah, well. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go um eat some steak now. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, guys. Well, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.